Welcome in to the latest episode of the True Tiger Insider, our latest podcast venture here at PowerMizzou.com in partnership with Every True Tiger Foundation. That is Mizzou's name, image, and likeness collective of choice. You can find out more about them at EveryTrueTiger.org. We also have a specific fund for Power Mizzou members set up at ETTF. If you donate to that fund, we've got an initial goal set of $100,000. The people that contribute to that are going to get special access, get to do things like meet Missouri athletes, coaches. Maybe even if we get that fund high enough, get access to a practice. I don't get that, but you guys can get that. So uh, we encourage you to do that. Again, everytruetiger.org. What we do on this podcast weekly is just bring on a different Mizzou athlete. We're trying to touch a bunch of different sports. We talked to Jake Garcia a couple weeks ago, had Jocelyn Moore, who just won the SEC championship at the vault. And uh, on the vault, now we're bringing in a guy that I'm going to guess a lot of you people know because he has been at Missouri probably longer than than a lot of people you've been cheering for. Darius Robinson, Mizzou defensive tackle, our, uh, our guest today. Darius, how you doing, man? Doing really well. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, appreciate, uh, appreciate you jumping on. So like I said, we're just going to have a conversation. We're going to jump around a little bit. But here's where we got to start, man. You were coming up on what might be the last like real spring break of your life. What, what are you doing here next week? Man, do I? I'm already knowing. Uh, I'm going to be going to Montego Bay, Jamaica, next starting from Monday, the 27th, all the way to the 1st of April. And I'm just so excited. I can't wait. I got on my uh, phone every day that I look at. And that's my, been my dream ball, just thinking about the beach in Jamaica. But I'm just really excited to go take this trip and just get away from school and football for a little bit. Yeah, when you, when you walk out for the day of the spring game, and, and I called this winter football because this was not spring football for Missouri, but when you walk out on the, the day of spring ball and there's snow on the ground, I got to imagine Jamaica's a pretty good motivator. Yeah, I literally, I woke up, I looked out my window, I seen the snow, I said, thank God, because Jake put us on the end For sure, for sure. So, uh, here's the first thing I want to ask you. You you made the decision to to come back to Missouri for your for your fifth year next season. I know a lot of fans want to know kind of kind of what went in. First of all, what's that process like for a player going through that draft process and and kind of talking to, to some of these pro teams? How's that work from your end? Uh, from my end, it's a lot. As you get a lot of information, but you want to make sure you get credible information. So how it works, as soon as the season is over with, they give you a grade about what round they think you will go, um, all different things of those components to help you make a decision. So you get that feedback from NFL teams and agents and different things like that. So with my situation, I got my grade back between third through the fifth round. And for me, I just started to think about my whole self as uh, my life outside of football and just being prepared for life. And I just feel like me coming back one more year will be in the best interest of me. Because I'll be able to, like, you know, get one more great year of tape, you know, be a part of a very special defense that we have at Missouri. I'll be able to pursue my master's because I graduated with my undergrad spring with a degree in hospitality management. So I want to own, like, hotels and restaurants. And then I'll be able to start my master's in the summer. So I was like, yeah, this is just a huge opportunity to be prepared for life. And, you know, the NFL is not going anywhere. You know, they're going to get guys in 
year. And all I can do is just help myself and make sure Darius Robinson is in the best situation. But I'm so glad I'm able to do it here at the University of Missouri. I know uh, your defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, like midway through last season, he was already kind of publicly saying, hey, we think if D-Rob comes back, he's he's got a chance to be a first rounder. I mean, is that the goal? Yes, most definitely. For me, uh, for me, it's either first round or nothing. Honestly, like obviously, you know, you're blessed to go wherever you go, but I know what I came back for and I know what I can do. So I just got to get better, just stay humble and just get better every single day. I'm just working and working because I understand there's guys all around the country want the same things, but what am I going to do to stand out and do more and just be a great teammate and be a good player and everything's going to take care of itself. All right, so I want to want to go back and, and start way at the beginning with you. Um, I mean, when do you remember how old you were when you started playing football? Like like your first, whether it was pee wee football or whatever. Yeah, I remember uh, probably like five or six years old. We were playing in the. Uh, I remember I was on the D team because that's the youngest team, the D team, and the uh, karate helmets because uh, we was like flat. So we had the little karate helmets. And I remember I put uh, at my house, I put tape across my uh, karate. It looked like a visor. <laughs> and uh, I remember I got to practice and my coach told me to take it off. And that was my first moments with playing football. And then, uh, you know, playing uh, Little League. And then I got to about seventh, eighth grade, stopped and was just trying to play basketball. And then uh, that was going really well. But you realize in basketball, real quick, like 6'5 is just normal. But mm-hmm. it, Point. They go six. They go higher, higher, and they get way harder in basketball than football. So then, on my junior year of high school, I transferred to the public high school, and then I start uh, playing football again. And then I just thank God for taking me to where I'm at now. All right. So I, I know how these little kid football leagues work, and these places got rules, man. Like if you weigh more than seventy pounds, you don't get to carry the football and stuff. So I know now you are. I mean, anybody that sees you, the first thing they think is, that's a big dude, man. So so were you always a big kid? Like, did you have rules like you had to play the line or something in football growing up? Uh, see, in, in Michigan, we didn't have the rule about who could carry a ball, but we had the rule about the weight on it. And I remember that was actually a really hard thing for me because I would always be so close to the thing. And uh, I remember I used to eat a blender packets. And I remember I was so and I was Googling calories, how many calories to make sure I keep my weight. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, this is really crazy for Little League football. But, you know, I always was the really big kid. And, um, yeah, I always stood out amongst everybody else. Yeah. I, I mean, you said 6'5", like, playing basketball. Like, how how early were you 6'5"? Um, probably be, like, my sophomore, maybe junior year of high school. You know how it is. Just stay older but I was always the tall kid regardless the tall kid and uh yeah I'm about six five I'm gonna assume you could dunk could you dunk yeah I was definitely throwing it down trying to tear the rim off I remember in high school we had a practice he told me to stop uh dunking on the rim because I used to just just try to <laughs> and uh yeah. what about the rest of your game like was it all power or did, did you like have a jump shot I had a little post-up, little post-up actor, you know, in the uh, basket, around the bucket. Um, I played really good defense. I was grateful. I had two really good guys on my team. They ended up playing college ball. 
Uh, one goes to Western, and the other another one goes to a Division Two school in Missouri, actually. And um, yeah, I was just glad to hang out with them and be able to just stay in shape. Really, once I realized this football, you know, I was just staying in shape, just playing basketball with them. It was really fun. I mean, look, you got another year. It just finished up. Coach Gates got things going pretty well, right? You, you had any conversations there? Nah, not. See if I can get some rebounds. Just, you know, give me a few minutes of game, get some cardio in, you know. But, nah, our basketball team is really good. I'm really proud of the season they've had. And Kobe Brown's had a good year, a really good year. He's a good friend of mine. Okay, so uh, so you're going to start getting uh, getting hit up. Hey, Darius, you got to work on Kobe to make that, that same decision and come back for another year, right? Nah, man, that's on Kobe, man. Everybody got to make decisions. I wish him the best regardless of what he does. From Missouri. So uh, it, you went through the recruiting process. I mean, we had you listed with, with offers from all over the country. You visited, I mean, you you went out to Syracuse and Rutgers. You visited Michigan State, Minnesota, Colorado, Missouri. What was, it, when did you kind of first start to get those offers and, and did it kind of pop on your radar? Hey, th- this is something I can do in college. Yeah, honestly, so like I said, I didn't start playing uh, high sh- uh, football again until my junior year of high school. So after my junior year, I was, like, asking myself, like, dang, okay, when does these offers start coming in? Like, how does this work? And I remember it was, like, a month or two after the season, I didn't hear anything, like, nothing. Like, maybe I'm not that good, or maybe I didn't have a good season, or what happened? And then my first offer, I'll never forget, University of Toledo. I was on a junior day. Uh, they offered me. That was my first college offer. I'll never forget that. And then, uh, yeah, then it just blew up like crazy. All the coaches came in to see me. Because I guess that was a dead period now that I think about it. And then as soon as that was over, all the coaches started coming to see me uh, from um, my hometown and out of the state. And I just – that's at that moment when I realized, like, wow, I can really do this. But at the same time, I knew I was so raw in the game. Like, because that was, like, the first year. And that's why I made it very clear. Like, I told a lot of the schools, like, I have to early enroll because I know if I came in the summer, like, I wouldn't have no chance because you got to realize, like, what like, I was playing at a really good level at Michigan. But then again, it was only my first year. So I know, like, getting stronger, like, all that, I'm way behind the curve. So mm-hmm. I just made it very clear. And I definitely enjoyed my recruit process. I was able to go to a lot of nice places, see a lot of nice places. But it's crazy, though. You look at all those schools in 2019 and now see how many of those coaches are still there. <laughs> so that, it, that's. The- yeah. And, and we'll definitely talk about that in, in a minute. Once you got to college, obviously you've been through some things, but what, what's something that like fans don't, don't know about the recruiting process. Cause they just look at this and think, man, this would be awesome to have all these coaches coming in and everybody telling me we want you to come to our school. So, so, so what's it like kind of on your side as a 17-year-old kid trying to trying to sort through all this and figure out who's telling you the truth? It's hard. It has to be a hardest decision of your life because you got to figure out where do you want to go to college at. And then you got to – the main thing nobody ever thinks about as a recruit, you got to look at the depth chart and see how many seniors they have, how many seniors they have, sophomores, freshmen, because it's like – you want everybody has this dream school of where they want to be at, but if you're at a school with all sophomores and juniors, you know, I don't think you can play for a while. So you need to, as a recruit, you need to know that. But um, also, um, I would say from a fan's perspective that a lot of people don't see is just like the visits. Like the visits are really, really nice because that's you got to think those are your first impressions. Like the OV, 
basically wine behind you. Like, literally, you're getting the best dinner. You're getting the best entertainment they got. Uh, you're getting the best of that. Uh, the photo shoots, like, all that stuff is so, like, nice. Like, the recruiting phase is nice, but then, like I said, you understand the reality of your situation. Make sure you're making the best decision for you. Do you remember on your visit to Missouri, like, where, where they took you to eat or what they fed you? Uh, we actually went to Glenn's Cafe. Now that I think okay. about it, we went to Glenn's Cafe. Then we went to CC Boilers. Those are really, really good spots, you know, here in Como. Um, it was extremely cold outside. And uh, I, bet you could, I bet you couldn't guess who my host was. He's, oh, man, this is this is going back. Uh, O-line. O-line. Okay. O-line. Back. Shoot. 20. This would have been what? Probably 2018? Yeah, the 2018 uh, season. Man, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the O line because because I know I, I know that was the Drew Lock Liberty Bowl team, but but I can't think who it would have been over there. See right now, he's on the team. On the team right now. Oh man, you put you you're putting pressure on me. It can't be Mike Mayetti because now nah, he transferred in. Yeah. Who's a, who's an old guy? Xavier Delgado. No, one more. One more, uh, Javon Foster. Yes, that's Javon. it. That, that's see, you were got you guys were Michigan guys. I should have known that. I should have known oh. that for sure. See, see, that's what they do though. They take you to CC City Broiler, and you think, man, every meal in Columbia is like this. And then you get to college, and you're a college kid, and you figure out, man, I'm not going to be able to afford to eat at CC City Broiler for five more years. Uh, that's so true. That's why every time I have recruits, I try to see if I can go. I can be somebody. I want to get better, man. You go in there, you can eat as good. Oh, the recruits are wrong. Now, that's the thing. Our day-to-day life, uh, our food is pretty good at the uh, facility. I really like our food there. And they have other options at the Matsy. So, if you're at mm-hmm. like that, really good in there, too. So, you, you, you end up deciding on Missouri. I mean, like, what was it? It really was a lot. Um, the first thing that a lot of people need to know is that I really was going to go to Michigan. Uh, the whole time I knew that's where I wanted to be at. And uh, Michigan, like towards the end of my recruitment, like I could tell it kind of fell off on me and kind of was undecided on what they exactly wanted from me. Cause like the whole time I was D-line, D-line. And then towards the end of my recruitment, they wanted me to play tight end. And I was like, cause that's the thing my senior year I had to take a tight end, which was really good. But at the same time, like I know I'm fresh in football, like just the transition as a whole, like, I couldn't imagine that. Cause I literally picked up tight end my senior year. And it just was a lot of uncertainty, so I just didn't feel comfortable being there. And I didn't know how comfortable they felt about me. So after I let that go, then I just thought about all the schools that was always in contact with me, always um, just hitting me up. And what's the best opportunity for me? And that's the Coach Haley. Yeah, man, we had Coach Haley, Coach Fadale, Ryan, Coach Ryan Walters, Coach Odom. Um, Coach Hargraves, they all came to my house for a visit. And, like, that really changed my whole perspective about Missouri and how big the SEC is, really. Because, yeah, I think from Michigan, you know, all we see is Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. But then we see the SEC logo, that's the Bama's, Georgia's, everybody. So that definitely changed my perspective. And, you know, I just really like my relationship with them. And I like the system. Like, they, like I told you, they have more seniors than expected. So I knew that I would really have an opportunity and I was able to learn. Like I was able to learn from Jordan Elliott, Kobe Whiteside. And then, you know, as the years went on, I got to play more and more and more. 
and now that's the thing. I'm in a great situation. So I just knew Missouri was the one for me. You've got to have a good Burke Haley story. Like, I would love to do a podcast with Burke Haley, but the problem is you just have to beep out the whole thing. Like, like there's nothing that, that, that can go on YouTube that Burke Haley's going to say. Uh, what's a good Burke Haley story? Oh, man. I remember my freshman year, we was doing a drill. And uh, Coach Haley, everybody know he talking that list because he got the uh, chewing in his mouth. And he said, uh, like, I was doing a drill, and I kept messing it up. And I fell at the last rep. I fell on the ground. He said, "He said, get up, you giraffe! Get up, you giraffe!" And I said, "Because I'm just trying to figure out." He said, "Nah, man, your day, giraffe." And that's what he used to call me, because uh, I was so clumsy. Like I was like 250, literally just falling around. Like I'm trying to do everything right, but literally my body caught up with where I was at. And man, he was a really great coach for me. Like he's honestly one of the biggest mentors. You know, obviously he's at a new school and stuff, so I can't reach out to him as much. But, like, I just, like, after this year in Missouri, like, really keep that relationship with him because he was huge. Uh, and it really hurt me when he left. And, um, yeah, but now he's always going to be a huge role model and mentor for me for the rest of my life. So you came in, like you said, you're 6'5", about 245, 250. I mean, uh, like, I, I looked at your, your recruiting picture and, like, you're a big kid, but now, like, for those of you that don't know, Darius got arms about as big as your guys' legs that are watching this. So, so what are your first couple of years on campus? Just weight room and eating nonstop. Weight room and eating, and uh, it was when I early enrolled. It was crazy because our strength coach, Coach Cutchlow, like he looked at me and he's like, he's like, man, you're a man child. You're a man child. But he's like, you know, we got a lot of work to do because, like I said, like the first few weeks, like man, I could push no weight. I couldn't lift no weight. Real. Uh, I was just eating, 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 <laughs> literally. So the weight was coming low, but not the right weight. So then uh, mm -hmm. as we went into the system, you know, I started getting a little bit stronger. And uh, that's one thing I really appreciated about him was that he knew I was an early enrollee. So like the team expectations, everybody else's expectations were set. But he knew for me to be at my best, it was different from everybody because I just had so much growth to do. And I really respect him for that. And, um, yeah, man, just working out, trying to just get these drills down. And then probably like after my freshman year, that's when I really started feeling more comfortable and started taking control of doing what I need to do to get better. And, um, yeah, man, it's just been a great blessing to be here these four years. You know, staying at the top my freshman year was really, really nice. That's a nice uh, downtown, and then I stayed off campus the rest of college. But I definitely enjoy our environment on campus and off campus. So you uh, you mentioned your freshman year. After your freshman year, it's coaching change. What, what's that like from your guys' perspective? I mean, you're, you're sitting there. You, you don't know what's going to happen. And obviously, I know the rules are different now than they were back then, right? You couldn't have just said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look somewhere else. But but what is going through that like for a player? All the all the guys that, that recruited you and, and got you to come here now might not be here. Yeah, as a player, it hurts. You got to realize, like, these guys, they sold you a dream. <laughs> they sold you a dream. You can't be caught up no more, and it hurts. So um, initially you're very upset and uh, you're just trying to understand like what's next for you and what's next for the program and what are they looking at? Like I remember the day uh, Coach Odom uh, left us, well, or, you know, 
they sent out a teamwork saying that Coach Owen will no longer be our coach. So we really didn't even get to talk to him or have a huge message because you know how the transition goes. So we didn't even really get – so that's that one hurt the most, honestly, just how it happened. Like, they didn't really tell us. But that's nothing to do with Coach Odom, though. Right. But uh, that hurt. And then just seeing all my other coaches that recruited me just trickle out through the years, it hurts as a player. But at the end of the day, you wish them the most success going forward. Like, Coach Odom's doing good. You know, V, Coach Haley. You know, they got a whole squad at Purdue now. They got Coach right. Haley, yeah, O'Brien. Uh, they got they got a squad of the all Mizzou. <laughs> yeah. How the coaches? Because the coaches is funny. They don't. I don't know if they tell the media this, but it's all like a coaches tree, and all the coaches know each other. So it's funny seeing them just literally pick up and take everybody with them. Move shot. Pick up. Take shot. Move. Pick up. Shot. Like if you notice with our team, all our coaches and advisors are from Auburn. Everybody. Right. We got a lot of Auburn connects at Mizzou, and I just joke with them and tell them like, you know, this is this is funny, but I mean, this is at the end of the day, this is business and this is college football, you know. Right. That's what whatever you go into, NFL doesn't matter, media, anything else. Hey, man, it's just who you know. <laughs> that that that's the whole thing. Once you once you get going, so so then Coach Drinkwitz comes in, and I imagine he's got to recruit all you guys to convince you to stay. Right? Was that yeah. was that was that a tough sell, or were you were you pretty in from the beginning? Well, I was in from the beginning because I knew I didn't have no choice. I knew I didn't want to transfer back. Or, um, I knew I didn't want to be anywhere else but Missouri because, like I said, I started work on myself. Like, because I didn't feel comfortable where I was at with my game and just getting better. So I was bought in from the get go. But I've been imagining it's hard as a head coach because you really didn't recruit anybody here. So certain position groups, you may look over just because the coaches bring in their own recruits and I think a lot of people don't realize that can bring a divide in the locker room honestly because dang like does he want me here does he not want me here and that's why I think you've seen we have so many transfers and so many different things happening throughout these past years but I think at this stage of this team you know everybody that wants to be here is here and we're all connected and you know I think um that's the main part. People realize all the different people. And now I think now is, is locked in. Everybody that's here wants to be here and be a part of this program. Hey, it just kind of occurred to me when you were saying that, have you thought about how unusual you are in that, in, in this era of transfer portal and NIL and all this stuff, you're going to spend five years at the same place, man. There aren't a lot of guys that do that anymore. I literally, I'd be laughing with our coaches. I tell them I'm just here longer than, I was here longer than y'all coaches goodbye. Literally, I've never seen it. <laughs> And that's the thing. I can't wait till after my career. I think I want to write a book about – not to write a book. I just want to get on a podcast and just tell everybody, man, like what college was like for me. Because you got to realize, I was at college. Like, I was just excited to just go on a visit and try to, you know, get some gloves from a player, just try to hang out, be around everybody. Now you had a phase, like, these guys come on visits. They don't even appreciate the visits. They just want to – how much the NIL, how much is this, how much is that. Like these guys don't even understand like how how I once felt about this. So, and then you got the I was a part of that 2020 COVID season. That's yeah. a whole that a lot of people don't know what that was like behind the scenes. That was crazy, but um, yeah, there was a lot going on. But yeah, just seeing how it's taking place from 2019 to now, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, a lot of different changes and getting used to. 
So, so if there's one thing that, and, and look, I know your your hope is that, hey, your best day, your best memories of Missouri are, are still out in front of you. But, but if there is one thing that stands out about your career so far, I don't know if it's a game or like you mentioned that that COVID season. Just when you kind of think back over the last four years, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, the first thing I think of, I honestly, I think back to the indoor. It was uh, Isaiah McGuire, Trayvon Jeff, Martez, Matthews, Lonnie Williams, Devin, Ishmael Burdine, Chris Sharon. Consistently, we was in the indoor every Friday and Saturday night at the indoor, just working out, working on our crafts, trying to get better, and just being the best friend to be our best. And, um, that's going to be one of my biggest memories because that was the time where you really felt like we're giving our all to something and we're all pushing the same way. That's from like just a life and um, friendship standpoint. And then really from the season, something I'll never forget. Um, Arkansas game 2020 was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable environment. I think this past year when we played Georgia at home, that probably was the most, exciting game, most live game. I think I've been a part of Missouri. Even though we lost, unfortunately, that environment was like, man, like Mizzou, like we got to keep that up every weekend. And I'm telling you, like, that's 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 where people want to play at. Like people want to be like, I want to go see Mizzou because that, that environment was unbelievable. And, um, yeah, I got a lot of good memories. Locker, I can't tell y'all the certain things about <laughs> Just for me, I'm gonna cherish the brotherhood. Like, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of my closest friends are no longer anymore, but I still talk to them every day. Like, every day. And um, so I'm just gonna cherish the bonds. And then, you know, this season we gotta cherish these wins because, you know, it's gonna be my last year playing college football, and we gotta find a way to win every game. But we just gotta go with the mindset every day, just getting better, and don't get ahead of ourselves, and don't think we've arrived. Because that's the main thing. Like I said, like on paper, like. You gotta look at this and be like, this can be really special. But then we don't want to look down six months from now and be like, so what happened? Nobody wants to say, dang, we had this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, but we had this record. So I think just winning on my mind now. I just want to finish my career as a winner, and you know, whatever God has for us. You, we'll spend a few more minutes here with Darius Robinson. And you mentioned the uh, the Georgia game. So I, when I had Jake Garcia on a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he's been on campus, what, you know, two months, something like that. And uh, and I said, where are you looking forward to playing in the SEC? And he said, Georgia. And I said, well, is that because you were you played high school ball in Georgia and you had a Georgia offer? He said, no, that's because of last year. I mean, so that's something that, that at least the players are talking about this offseason, right? We go down to Athens. It's going to be all because. I think a lot of people, like, that's the thing. Nobody, the loser never gets credit for what they did do. But if you look over these past two years, the only team that's been able to play Georgia is Mizzou. Everybody else, they can't keep up with Georgia. And that's the thing, like, you seen last year, we were, like, this close. Mm-hmm. Really, after the game, we came in the locker room. Everybody took their helmet off and just sat in the locker just contemplating, like, life. Because it's literally, like, you can. Make it up how close we were to be the number one team in the nation. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Georgia. They're a great team, but I'm telling you, like, we really got it. And that's the thing I think is disappointing over my career a little bit is that you can tell, like, this team has it, but we just got to learn how to win these games because these are literally, like, 
that's a life changing moment for everybody. You beat the number one team in the nation at home. So well, now when we go down there this year, you know we got one of our old teammates over there on the other side. Now it's all love for him, except except that day. But uh, <laughs> that that's got to be kind of weird though. Like Dominic's gonna play for Georgia, Trajan down at Arkansas. I mean, seeing these guys now. Five years ago, they could have transferred, but they couldn't have transferred to somebody you were going to play next year. Is is that going to be kind of weird? Uh, it is, uh, especially Trey John, because that's literally my brother. Like, literally. like I talk to him every day, but I think that week I'm just going to have to leave him alone, and then we'll talk about the game. But, now nah, it's weird seeing all our old teammates at different spots. But like I said, at the end of the day, if you really care about people, you want the best for them. So that's the thing. I hope all of those guys succeed and have great careers. But, you know, Mizzou got to come out with a win those days. So whatever yeah. it takes from me. We'll finish up with just, with just some quick ones, uh, mo- mostly non-football. What's, what do you do when you're not at the facility? I mean, you say Friday and Saturday nights, a lot of times you're in the indoor. But you can't spend every night in the indoor. So so what do you do uh, in, in your free time? Man, I like to go uh, – I've lately been going to the um, – the trail with the um, what is the trail called that everybody goes the to? The MKT or the KD Trail? Yeah, yeah. How about the uh, the Rockbridge one with the ice with the um, oh Devil's Ice Box? Yeah, Devil's Ice Box. I go there to get peaceful walks. Um, I like to watch a lot of movies, a lot of stuff like that. Um, really hang out, play the game, and uh, just travel. I've been I've been gracious, grateful that like now that I'm older, like when we get these breaks traveling because it's a lot of world to see and it's like it doesn't you know justice just to go back home on spring but there's nothing going on at home you know so <laughs> cool and, uh, experience make more memories you know so so what's the what's the best trip you've taken where's the best place you've been uh when we went to miami it was me tree isaiah Jaden jernigan trevion ford um, yeah, when we went to Miami, that was unbelievable. We actually was able to see the Celtics versus the Heat. It was the playoffs. So we actually seen the playoff game. Uh, I was extremely upset, though, because it was a blowout. So I was just thinking, man, like, out of all the games, how did we see a blowout in the playoffs? Wow. Was- wow, got to go to a playoff game. Yeah, and then we uh, – that – and then we took a trip to Houston. It was just me, Tree, and Isaiah. We was uh, representing the Black Athlete Summit. Uh, Houston was really, really fun. Just being around all the other athletes and just hanging out in Houston. I really like that. All right. What's uh what's your spot in Columbia? I know you, you said you got to go to CC's on the visit, but but, but what's the what's the place you guys all go to eat when you got a got a free minute? Bud's classic barbecue. There you That's go. That's what you guys see. He we has a lot of posts about us and we tell him how much we appreciate him, but he has some of the best barbecue I think I ever had. But when you go in there, you got to get the Fusion Smash Burger, telling you want some mango habanero wings, some fries, and then I get a Sierra Mist with a little bit of water in it because I don't need all the all the sugar. And I just that's where I go to. And I just sit down at the little bar and I watch the games. And that's just a vibe. But now Bud's set up for us. There you go. Uh, last thing, when – Whenever you're done playing football, and I know you want to go to the pros and, and have a long career, but but whenever you're done there, what are you going to be doing, whether that's 10 years from now, whatever? Man, really? It just depends how the league goes for me. Like, it's like if I have a short career, I could definitely see myself getting into coaching because I think our coaches, like, they live a pretty good life. 
They literally, I remember Coach Taylor, another Coach Taylor thing. He, I remember he told me he felt like he's never had a real job before because every day he just comes in, he does something he loves. So I can see myself getting into coaching or I can see myself using my degree and owning a lot of real estate, like in the hospitality field and trying to open different businesses and stuff like that. But really, I just want to just have fun with my life and just be, thank God for everything and just, just be happy with football, without football. I just want to live that life. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot with one more. Uh, I, I don't care if it's a teammate or somebody you played against. Who's the best football player you've been on a field with in, in your college career? Man, yeah, really, that 2020 season, we played all draft picks when it was the SEC schedule. That's right. Um, I'll tell you, the best player I've gone against was – Landon Dickerson, number 69 for Alabama. He was the best alignment I played against. The best quarterback. Just, yeah, I, just, just starting in the Super Bowl for the Eagles, right? Yeah, Landon Dickerson was the best alignment I played. I think the best quarterback, well, I know the best receiver we played probably be George Pickens or Traylon Burks. I can tell you that off the rip. Best quarterback, I mean, it would probably have to be Mac Jones right now. Yeah. But personally, I'm kind of a fan of Will Levis a little bit. I think he reminds me of Josh Allen a lot. Like, I remember we came out from the coin toss, and I just looked at him. I was like, yeah, that's a big dude. Like, you know, most yeah. people but, yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan of Will Levis. And then uh, defense, it has to be Nick Bolt. I mean, there's nobody yeah. else doing it. It's just crazy because he's literally right down the street doing the same stuff he was doing. And, you know, you can always respect his grind. He's a Mizzou grad. And, Alumni, so yeah, defense got to be both. I know Nick was was in town last weekend. Did you get a chance to catch up with him? Yeah, I got to see you. I just kept calling him the champ, the champ, the champ. Cause man, I just can't believe like like that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really hit you that your teammates are in the league until you watch the games on Sunday. Like even when I see Isaiah, like I just get a grin because like he's really in the league. He's about to be in the league. And all my teammates and, you know, I just hope more of them start coming back to see us more because I don't think they realize how much that make our day. Last thing, we've had so much culture changes. Like, a lot of these guys don't know each other. But I think Coach Junior is doing a good job still emphasizing how important this brotherhood is because we got some really nice alumni, like really, really good players. Like, we see Chase Call a lot. You know, he was a great tight end here. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot of good alumni, and I just hope I can meet as many as I can. Yeah, see, you think you've been here a long time. I covered Chase Kaufman when he was signed at Missouri. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Darius, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking the time and uh, be watching watching your buddies at Pro Day this week. And I, I guess uh, enjoy Jamaica, man. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, have a good one. That is Darius Robinson, Missouri defensive tackle, joining us on the True Tiger Insider, our podcast with Every True Tiger Foundation. Again, go to everytruetiger.org. You can figure out how to contribute to Mizzou's NIL efforts and collectives, and uh, that, that allows players like Darius and other people who partner with them on campus to make a little bit of money outside of, outside of football and might even uh, help keep them here for five years at a time. So, Appreciate you guys doing that. Appreciate you listening. And uh, we're taking a week off next week because all the Mizzou athletes are, are scattering for spring break. So we're not making anybody interrupt their spring break for a podcast. But uh, be back in two weeks. Thanks for watching.